is one of those weeks when I feel like God had been preparing me for today's homily throughout the whole week. In the beginning of this week, I was asked to help out at a local parish because there's not enough Spanish-speaking priests uh, in the area to listen to confessions. And when I went um, out to the parish, which is a one of the mission that was established by by Saint Junipero Serra, there was a very old painting. Uh, uh, that depicted the very scene of the gospel reading today. Uh, uh, the meeting between Jesus and the woman at the well. And as I was uh, sitting and waiting for uh, the Lenten penance service to begin, I began to contemplate on it. And, uh, and, and connecting why God allowed me to be there at that moment to reconcile people. Just that he brought uh, um, the woman back into the truth and give her life-giving water. Every time we go to confessions, my brothers and sisters, we, we are like that woman at the well. To let go of uh, our past, of everything that we hold back and everything that we hold dear in order to receive life-giving grace from our Lord Jesus Christ. And a few days later, um, I was leading a uh, spiritual resiliency event for our young uh, CGO members uh, in the military. And the theme of my talk was a comparison between uh, Golem and Frodo from The Lord of the Rings. Frodo uh, what, uh, is a hobbit, and he is from the Shire. Huh? And uh, hobbits are creatures of comfort and of habits, and they don't like to go out of the ordinary. Yet, he was called to embark on a journey that really challenged him, and he was given the one ring. The ring that rule all other rings, the ring's power, which everyone what uh, it's craving for and uh, desiring, and Frodo himself had to struggle along the way, not to let this ring of power control him, but to uh, follow his mission, to drop it uh, and to destroy it. There. There is another creature that used to be a hobbit, Schmeagol, which we come to know by another name in the Lord of the Ring, Golem. Golem was a hobbit, but he lusts and desires the ring so much that the ring corrupts and destroys him. And Golem, uh, when he lost the ring, he spent centuries trying to find it. And when he knows that uh, that Frodo got the ring, he chased after Frodo and won it back at all cost. And we see this internal conflict in Golem, huh? uh, trying to do uh, the good thing, huh? um, but also uh, letting that ring of power destroy and occupy his life. And ultimately, 
Golem destroy himself huh, when he jumped into the crack of doom, trying to quote-unquote save that ring. Golem is the depiction of uh, each and every one of us. When we allow power and the things of this world, whatever we are chasing after, whatever we call, quote-unquote, my precious to control us. Golem kills himself at the end and spend uh, centuries in miseries lusting after the rings. Huh? He calls the rings my precious. So think in your life too, my brothers and sisters. There are things that we call our precious. The things that we are lusting after, the things we are chasing after, the things that we put before God instead of coming to God himself. Each and every one of us have the decision to decide to either be Frodo or to be Golem. Hmm? We can be Golem in chasing after the things of this world and let it destroy us deep from within. Or we can be Frodo in recognizing that we have to go out of our comfort zone to embark on a journey of faith and allowed ourselves to be changed by that journey. Even though power uh, and the things of this world might come in and tempt us, we have people along the way that will help us, just like the Fellowship of the Ring, just like the Samuel, uh, our friends along the way, just like the saints huh? and holy and good and righteous people helping us along the way. Who will we be, my brothers and sisters? Huh? And the one that lusts and chase after the things of this world, or the one who struggle but always focus on the mission for the greater good of all? Which leads me toward the gospel reading again. Huh? Uh, and especially it tied to the sacrament of reconciliation. Every time we go to confession, my brothers and sisters, we laid down our precious, the things that we have put before God, the things that we have uh, allowed uh, to dictate our, our life and controlled us and uh, the thing we lust after or chase after or have occupied our life after. We put all of them down before God and confess our sins. Every time we go to confession, every time we get uh, reconciled with God, we laid all those down and said, Lord, I need you. The woman in the well, uh, in the gospel today, she had to learn that, my brothers and sisters, in all of her imperfection, in all of her past, in all of her brokenness. She would change and transform at the well when she opened up and trust in Christ Jesus. Too many times we have allowed our sins and or our ego uh, to uh, control and dictate us instead of believing in Christ Jesus and allowed him to pour out his grace upon us. The grace that will make us no longer be thirsty and occupied by the things of this world, but his love that will give us life everlasting huh? and never-ending, huh? water that comes deep from within. 
each and every one of us have to encounter Christ Jesus, just like the woman at the well today. Each of us have to lay down our immediate, our materialistic, our temporal goods in order to embrace the eternal and everlasting good. Which one will be my brothers and sisters? Today, in the second readings, uh, St. Paul reminds us too that the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. We, when we were still helpless, when we were still living in sin, Christ died for us, the ungodly. Hmm? He died for us in loving us, in, uh, in giving his all to us. Therefore, St. Paul tells us that we need to find the courage to die to ourselves. So that Christ lives in us. My brothers and sisters, do you and I have the courage to die to ourselves so that Christ lives in us? Or do we expect God to live for us? And we live for our ego. We live for our freshness, the things we lust and chase after, the things of this world. All of the readings today challenge me first and it challenge each and every one of us. Do not just chase after the shallow water, the fleeting goodness and happiness, but uh, do not just drink the water that this world tells us. Because you and I know in our own life, as soon as we drink uh, the Kool-Aid or whatever it's given to us by this world, we become thirsty again. But only the, uh, the real water of grace, the water of baptism, the water of the sacraments, uh, uh, water and flood that come out from his sides. And when we uh, receive the Eucharist, when we go to the holy sacrifice of the Mass, when we love Him with our whole heart, when we pour out our everything to Him, He will give us this life everlasting, uh, this eternal water, the fountain of grace. May we be, uh, may, may we be the woman at the well that leave everything behind and uh, come out of that with joy so that we bring other people to him too. The gospel reading today end with uh, something that really touched my heart because it said that many more began to believe in him hmm? and they said that we no longer believe because of your word for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The woman testified to the Lord Jesus Christ, but the people came to know by themselves uh, that Christ is the Savior of the world. We all have this uh, joy, this duty to preach Christ, but it's up to each and everyone to come to know uh, that Christ is the Savior of all. Be joyful, my brothers and sisters. Do not 
let the false uh, uh, things of this world control, dictate, and make us be enslaved by them. But let go and let Christ be the center of it all so that he become our true precious, the one that we're willing to let go uh, of, of all the materialistic things, of all the worldly things, of all the egocentric things, of all the things of this world to possess because he is that loving, he is that lovable, and he is really precious because he first loved us.